You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey gals, welcome to The Devoted Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. We are. This is a fun one for me. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, Ames going to be a little excited about this because Becca Frost is joining me. Becca, say hello. Hello. And I told her to just sit right there and just get uncomfortable for a second because I'm going to brag about this gal for a second. See, if y'all are joining us from our larger podcast audience, meaning that you maybe are somebody that is part of more of our online group. Maybe you only listen to the podcast. Maybe you have not ever been to Athey and you have not attended one of our studies or something like that. Then you have not had the opportunity to meet Becca Frost. This gal is absolutely my right hand for so, so many reasons. I couldn't do, well, I can't do this over here at all. And you know this. <laughs> so I love this gal. And if only, hey, if you're far, far away, you just got to make a trip and you got to be able to meet Becca. And you're going to see her at church if you are local and you're going to go, oh, you're Becca. Yes. Say hello. You guys should see how uncomfortable she looks right now. So Becca and I are close enough friends that she gets to be in my closet. So surrounded with the clothes. But hey, again, the sound is amazing here. But I do have to always clarify because sometimes people think that when I have had other guests on, they're like, did you really bring them in your closet? And no, no. But Becca, she takes the good, the bad and the ugly here with Amy. So here she is in my closet. So Becca's been on the podcast before, but I don't know. Give me like 30 second history of Becca here. 30 seconds. I'm married to an amazing man named David. We have a very sweet 11-year-old girl named Christy. Um, we've been at Athey for over 20 years, <laughs> for a long time. And we did years of ministry with young adults. And then I stepped into doing weddings with Amy for some years. And then now I get to do ministry alongside of her in a new way. Do you guys see what I do here? I just kind of keep bringing her along wherever I go. So one of the reasons that I do this is one of Becca's, I think, greatest gifts and something that she has blessed my life with immensely is the gift of encouragement. And so we thought we would do a podcast and talk about encouragement, talk about what it is not and talk about what it is, because I do think we see this funny dynamic of what maybe gets purported as encouragement today, and I'm not sure that it really is. So let me frame this a little bit, and Becca, you jump in whenever you'd like. But one of the things that I have observed is that there seems to be two different ends of the spectrum here when it comes to encouragement. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm using the air quotes. Y'all can't see that, but I want to get to the real definition here in a second. But sometimes what we call encouragement is that friend or that person that gives that word when we're going through a tough time, that they'll be the one that is say, man, you are strong enough. You can do this. You wouldn't be going through this if the Lord didn't know how strong you are. That line right there, makes me cringe on all kinds of levels. But, you know, kind of like the build you up sort of thing. And I don't mean it in a negative way. Of course, we want words of encouragement to be building, but almost building up you and your strength and all that you've got kind of thing. It's a lot of you, 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 I, I, I. It's kind of superficial. And it might even feel good. It might even be those words that tickle the ears a little bit that you want to hear. So I think that's on one side. I think on the other side, we have sort of the the encouragement that looks like 
all the authenticity, all the vulnerability, all of the, which again, are not all bad things, but can be things like, this situation is so awful. You don't deserve this. It's okay that you're falling apart right now. It's okay that life is messy right now. All of those kinds of terms. Now, hear this with a heart that it's intended, because like I've said, on both of those spectrums, there can be things that you could still speak biblical encouragement into both of those. But if your encouragement is simply from a place that it's almost either enabling to stay into the messy a little bit on one side or on the other side to, you know, tell you how awesome you are, I think both of those are kind of missing the mark when it comes to actually what encouragement looks like. So. What are your thoughts on my spectrum there, Becca? I would completely agree. I think it's one of those things that our world, it loves to go one way or goes all the way the other. And unfortunately, we sometimes miss that and we get stuck in those different places because we do watch different ones go through really hard situations. And we do feel like, well, that's really unfair. Like, why are they having to do that? And man, that's just too much for someone to carry. And yet... We do know that the Lord is in control of all things. And so even though this could be a really deep, hard place, there's still someone that can still come alongside of them. And whether that's a person or whether that's allowing the Lord to come alongside of them and be their strength and their courage in the deep. And scripture does tell us to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. I mean, that is a beautiful thing that I think the Lord has blessed us with fellowship with other people. And I, man, I, we can't get away from that. This tactic, I really do feel of the enemy to just be isolated and, you know, be a lone ranger. And I do not think is of the Lord. I do not think it is healthy in so many ways. So we do get an opportunity to mourn with those who mourn and we get to enjoy the highs and the lows. So it isn't to say that we don't have fellowship one with another when we are in both of those seasons. So I wanted to look at some definitions. You guys know how I love my definitions. So first, I actually, I'm going to do two, but let me just go to my old faithful, Webster 1828, because when you look up the Webster 1828 for encourage, it says this, it says, to give courage to to give or increase confidence of success, to inspire with courage. Okay, you guys catching a a trend there. We keep hearing this word courage, which that shouldn't surprise us, right? Because it is within the spelling of the word encourage, but you've got that root word there of courage. So then I kind of started digging a little bit. And there's also this really handy, it's an app, but also it's online of an etymology dictionary. And so I was looking at just that word courage and what words does it pull out? So it has it that it's to make strong or to hearten. And then also the Webster talks about with courage, bravery. It says the quality of mind, which enables men to encounter danger with difficulties, with firmness. I love courage. Courage is great. So I wanted to start out with that. So as we talk about that, just even giving you that definition, Becca, how does that kind of change, maybe not change, but how does that inform what our encouragement looks like? I love that it changes the perspective. It takes it away from the emotional part of where sometimes we think encouragement means like bringing someone joy or just like helping change, but encouraging them. And it's, I love the just... It's talking about courage, right? And it starts making me think of the different places that the Lord commands us to have courage. And his word repeats it in so many different places. In Psalm 27, 14, it tells us to wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage for the Lord. Like, wait for the Lord. Like, we don't have to do this 
on our own. You know, Joshua 1 also talks about, you know, be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land. It's all about the Lord encouraging us. And so it's sometimes, especially as women, sometimes we can get the emotions getting in there. So we're feeling like we have to maybe like, oh, we have to bolster up. We have to put on a joyful face. But sometimes it's just allowing the Lord to speak courage into us. I love that because that's a really cool distinction. I have not really thought about that before, but, you know, taking, separating that emotion a little bit. That, when you're in the throes of the moment, man, whether if it's like the worst day possible, whether it's you're grieving something or maybe it's the happiest day possible. Emotion, emotion, emotion. But there is so much of courage that actually, that's not necessarily an emotional word unless I'm missing something, but it doesn't feel like it to me. But that's where this root of encouragement comes from is to impart courage. You know, I love that you brought up Joshua 1.9, where it says to Joshua, he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's a great word. I think it's cool about you can follow the progression a little bit, because if you back up, first, the Lord commanded Moses in this to charge Joshua. And so it's in Deuteronomy 3.28 that the Lord says to Moses, but charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. And he tells him, okay, so you're going to have to, you know, give him courage. You're going to have to, you know, give him this word of strength. And so then you see the progression then where then Joshua kind of owns that courage. The Lord gave that to Moses. Then he takes it and Joshua is telling himself a little bit too. The Lord is telling him to be strong and be courageous. But then what I love is that you got to travel a few more chapters into Joshua and you get to Joshua 10, 25, and then Joshua owns it to the people. And he says, Joshua says to them, do not be afraid or be dismayed, be strong and courageous for thus the Lord will do all your enemies against whom you fight. So it's kind of a cool progression that you can even see because maybe I wonder, I guess, what Joshua was feeling perhaps that first time that Moses came to him with the Lord's word to be strong and be courageous. I just love that so many of these verses, as it's you're watching the progression, even in Deuteronomy 31, he said, it's the same thing. Be strong and courageous. But he says, for it's the Lord who goes before you. It's not just that like, okay, you can be strong, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got this fight before you. It's that reminder of reminding ourselves the Lord is with us in this. No matter what we're facing, the good, the bad, he's the one going before us and leading And I think that maybe that is the thing that we need the biggest reminder about, right? It's just not. We focus on ourselves so much. We focus on how we are feeling in the situation, how miserable it feels. And it's. I'm not trying to belittle that those things. Those are all hard. But how much harder if we commiserate in them to the point of just kind of staying in that and making it about us. And that would be exactly what's happening here with the Lord to Moses, with the Lord to Joshua, and then Joshua to the people is making it not about Joshua, not about the people, not even about Moses and the one who is commanding it, you know, to Joshua, but making it truly about the Lord. Another piece that was in that definition on encourage, it says to give or increase confidence to inspire with courage or strength of mind. Strength of mind. That's an interesting one. And I think that scripture has things to say about where our mind travels and things that we think on. Philippians 4, starting in verse 8, I'm going to read from the NIV part of it, says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And I just love these words of encouragement just to bring our thoughts back through these. So many times we can look at situations, whether good or bad, and we can start going in different directions. But this is where, as you said, like the strength of mind, like line it back up. And I love that, you know, our pastor, he talks about, he calls this the teener plap. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, each letter starts with something. So you got to teener plap your thoughts. And sometimes whether that's we have to teen or plop our own thoughts, or sometimes it helps for us to come alongside of someone else and help them go, okay, what you're saying right now or or this situation, is this true? Is this right? Is this, you know, and saying admirable and like excellent, like praiseworthy, those different things that really kind of changes the perspective a lot of like what you're actually thinking. And Second Thessalonians 2.17 at the end, it says, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. And not just the things that we're doing with our hands, but also the words, you know, the words that we're saying both verbally out loud, as well as that we're saying verbally to ourselves. Is this lining up with scripture and actually true coming from the Lord? Yeah, it's so good. I mean, there's two different ways you can see the encouragement there, right? You can see the encouragement, which we've already kind of identified that it's not necessarily, it's not you doing the encouragement. This is about what the Lord is doing. And so putting it through the filter of Philippians here and the thinking about the things that are true, you can take your own thoughts captive in that. That doesn't even have to be somebody coming alongside you and reminding you of those things. When your mind starts to do this, when you are looking for this encouragement that is constituting a strength of mind, you yourself can take those thoughts captive and think about and run it through Philippians 4. Is this true? Is this admirable? But then if if you're on the other side of that, and maybe you are a person who is giving encouragement to a friend or someone that is in a difficult place, you can encourage them with that word. It's just really powerful because it, then it doesn't become about the, the words that we are even saying so much because we're imparting what God's word says. And, and that is going to have so much more staying power than, you know, your best feel-good meme that you can come up with and, you know, yes, you're good enough and you've got this and all of that. No, you really don't. You really don't got this. But the Lord has this and and that strength. But also the strength of mind always makes me think too of Romans 12 when it talks about that our minds can be renewed. I do just think we as gals probably, I don't know, maybe guys have this struggle too, but our audience is, is gals. And I do think that we can really struggle to just keep our minds in this category of strength of mind, stability of mind, steadfastness. And that sometimes might even just be a discipline too, but something that we need to not neglect, particularly as it comes to whether we're, it's encouragement to ourselves and keeping our own thoughts captive or someone that we're giving it to someone else. I also love that Second Thessalonians 3.12 says, encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. I just love that it's, you're not encouraging with just any old words, you're encouraging in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it just kind of, it brings it back, you know, once again, it's not about us. It will, we will never have the perfect words to be able to share, like that we just come up with on our own. We've got to always bring it back to truth and who that actually comes from. I do love, and and, you know, maybe this just brings us into, because before we started recording, we were talking about who can you look at in Scripture that is a kind of a picture of encouragement. In the New Testament, there's this dude named Barnabas, and not a ton 
is said about Barnabas, but there's a couple of things. So I want to talk about him a little bit. Well, let me just start with Acts 11.23 gives this description of Barnabas. Now, why we bring up Barnabas is because his name means son of encouragement. So what was that like? What was Barnabas like? What made this personality of his How did he earn this nickname? I love this. But Acts 11.23 says, when he came, now this is talking about Barnabas, it says, they saw the grace of God that he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. I already like Barnabas. The things that we see about him, I think right there in the very first line is that he was glad. Sometimes being encouraging to someone is just by the very countenance that we would have. It's sometimes difficult to be around folks that aren't very glad. I mean, just to be blunt there, you know, I mean, if somebody is just kind of has a tendency to be a little bit more of an Eeyore and a little more ho-hum about things and not just glad about things, that can be something that's difficult. And it tells us right there that Barnabas, that he was glad. I just love that it's not talking about necessarily what he was doing. We're not, we don't, you know, always see all of that, but we see who he was. Like, this isn't something he was just putting on and kind of faking it till he made it. Like, people recognized him as that this was his character. This is what was coming out of him. And it also, then if you continue on that verse, it says, and he exhorted them all to read. Now, to exhort is to give a word, right? You know, it is to give a word of edification, but it's it's speaking something out. And then it tells us what it is that he was doing of that. It says he was, he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. So, you know, when we were just talking about strength of mind, one of the things I was thinking about is that, man, to be encouraged of strength of mind, to have that that steadfastness, taking our thoughts captive and, and having that study, it would seem that Barnabas was someone that encouraged people to be like that, to be steady in their purpose and their purpose specifically being remaining faithful to the Lord. I think one thing that's really sticking out to me about Barnabas is that he was full of the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, there really can't be encouragement. You know, otherwise it's we're going to fall back into that gung-ho kind of thing that we talked, you know, the other side of the swing. And I just see the one of the ways that the Lord is the one that he does the encouraging is he that he does it through his Holy Spirit. And we sometimes forget that we have the Holy Spirit right here with us. You know, he's been poured out upon us. He's here and he's willing. He's someone that goes before us, before the Lord, when we are maybe without words to even know how to discuss what's going on in our hearts and how to bring that, he's there to be able to utter the words that we don't have. And yet he also can help bring to remembrance in our minds the scriptures that will help us be encouraged as we hold on to the truth of what the word says. And those are, you know, those words of exhortation that can, that's the Holy Spirit that brings the words of Jesus, that brings the word itself to mind. And often, maybe you don't even know where it came from, That's the Holy Spirit that brings that word to mind to be able to speak that to someone that really needs that word that is giving them strength of mind, that's giving them the courage in that moment. But it's always so great when it's not your word, but it came from the Holy Spirit. Just another verse down in Acts 11.24, that's where it describes Barnabas a little bit more. And it says, for he was a good man. And then like what you were saying, Becca, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. That's how he's described. I mean, If we're trying to think about, man, what does somebody that is an encourager look like? 
Well, this is how scripture describes someone who is an encouragement, somebody who was a good man, uh, full of the Holy Spirit, says he was glad and he exhorted them to remain faithful with steadfast purpose. Those are some things you could write down and kind of marinate on how am I doing on those things in how your encouragement is to someone else or how you're maybe even keeping your own thoughts captive and are you running yourself? Are you encouraging yourself in the word? But I especially like, As we're talking about being more of an encourager to someone else, this is kind of gives you some handles on being that type of encourager, being someone who is glad and also being somebody that is full of the Holy Spirit. It's just that's so key because it it, it right there reminds us that it isn't about how great Barnabas was or how witty he was or, you know, anything like that. But it was about the Holy Spirit. It's just a really good reminder Constantly, I start thinking, like, we're hearing his description and those things. I start thinking about the people who are in my life that I know as encouragers, you know, and start thinking about why do I walk away from them feeling encouraged? And is it because they, you know, had the perfect word of, you know, these different things? And when I start thinking about it, it usually a lot of it comes down to their countenance. You know, what kind of countenance did they have when they were interacting with me? And then another part is, what were they talking about? What were the words that they were talking about? And nine times out of 10, it's because they're talking about what the Lord's doing in their life, what scriptures they're reading, or just who the Lord is. And those are the times that you walk away and it encourages you to then get back into the word again and go, I want to read more about what they're talking about. Like you can just, as people have been spending time with the Lord and being filled with the Holy Spirit, you can see it. And it's an, that right there is an encouragement to me of just seeing those different things. And so it's just a good reminder. We got to be plugged into the word. You know, there's going to be times that we're having neutral days. There's going to be times that we have hard days. Sometimes it means just holding on to the word as tightly as we can and opening it up and just reading a few scriptures, you know, helping realign our thoughts to what scripture says. I love to just leave my Bible open on the kitchen counter and know that each time I walk past it, I can grab another verse. And then that's something for me to be meditating on. If I can turn my thoughts to meditating on the word instead of meditating on what's before me and what could be the discouragement, it changes things. And also just looking, it takes it off of yourself and takes it outward. And then you start looking for others and going, okay, how can I encourage someone else that may be going through a hard time? Because if we can take our eyes off of ourselves and look at those others, it's a game changer. It's really hard to be discouraged if you're trying to come alongside of someone else to encourage them. And what a cool blessing that the, the word gives us is, you know, as you give it out, it's going to encourage your own heart as well. Two different, I guess, people kind of come to mind when I think about this. And and I, I have to say, part of this, maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking like, I'm not sure if I have people like this in my life. And I would say if you don't have people like this in your life, well, be plugged into a church, be looking for that. I would say that, but I would say even before then, pray for that. You know, pray that the Lord will bring people alongside you that encourage you in this way. So pray for that. But then I would also say, be that, you know, be that kind of encouragement in general, because you know how like things seem to attract other similar things, right? Is it birds of a feather flock together a little bit? I don't know. Becca's looking at me trying to stumble over my little metaphors. But anyway, if you 
are becoming somebody that is an encouragement like that, that is going to draw other people that have likeness and have an encouragement to that. I think of a gal that um, so many years ago, we used to pray in like this, this mom's group. And I just remember every time I would pray with this gal, she would just so encouraged me. But it was because I have never heard someone just know the word like she did. I mean, she just, she wasn't doing it in a weird, like preachy way or like a show-offy way or anything. But as she would be praying, she would just be praying the words of scripture so many times. And I remember coming away often thinking, I want to know the word more like that, you know? And to this day, I, I mean, that was probably 15 years ago that I was praying in that group. But I know that the Lord used that of being in a circle with a gal praying that was using the word of God to encourage her in where she was at and being praying in that moment with what we're doing. But, you know, even years later, it's lived with me on challenging me to be more a woman of the word and then also being that for other people too. It's such an encouragement, but it came back to not so much who she was necessarily, but it did point to the word. So I think of that. And also, you know, the friends that you have that when that's that real good, real bad day, you know, the real not good one. And maybe they can't pop over to your house and bring you a latte. But as much as I love my coffee, my latte is going to fix me for about what, you know, it's not going to fix you for all that long. But the friend that will stop their day and just start praying for you and let them know that they're praying for you and start sending you scripture and start sending you things that are edifying, that are things that are this, that are this encouragement. That kind of friend that will do that is, I don't think I'm exaggerating to say those friends are life changers. It really is. It's one of those things that it's because the Lord uses those people to be a mouthpiece into your heart. And it just, it's in a word of encouragement that you really, it's because you know that they're going before our mighty Lord on your behalf. And that's just such a huge thing. And I know that there's those seasons where I haven't had friends that I could have that would be able to do that. But to then to have the seasons where I have had friends that I know that I can just send that message and say, man, it, it's a rough one. Could use some prayers, you know, are those different things. And one, knowing that they don't even have to send something back, just knowing that they're in my corner and praying alongside of me, that's an encouragement. But then also when those words come back of like, hey, I'm praying through these scriptures for you or the Lord's given me this. It's that's just such a sweet, sweet spot. And I don't take any of those for granted. I hope, gals, that you're listening to this, that if you've never been on that receiving end of getting that text that just has nothing but a verse in it, I want you to get one. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if you haven't gotten one, then start sending them out because then you'll find you're going to start getting them as well. But, you know, like Becca said, that is something that can minister to you in a way that is so powerful because it's not about you and it's not even about the friend that is coming alongside you and encouraging you. It is like you said, it is somebody that is really going to battle for you in prayer. And I do want to camp out on just the prayer part of encouragement because I don't, you may have a friend that you're not even local with. Does that mean you can't encourage that friend? Oh, man, no way. I mean, there's so much that we take for granted what prayer truly is in going to bat in the battle that is very much raging and is very much real, the spiritual one. 
And it's not the one that is the things that we think we're fighting. It's not the battle that is about our finances or our family member that the relationship is falling apart or the different. It's not those things. It is the spiritual battle that is behind it. And it is so much more real. I don't know why whenever I read the Ephesians verse about, you know, putting on the armor and and all of that. I love that passage so much because it's like a picture for us too, right? And gals, we get our wardrobe, right? We get all the things that we're going to actually physically put on. And so maybe that's what's helpful. One of the things about that Ephesians passage that we are physically putting something on, but it's kind of gives an image and it gives a picture to the things that we're praying for. For example, the shield of faith. I love this one. You know, it's something you're literally hanging on to. When I think of those old uh, medieval shields, which I've never held one, but I've seen lots of movies, they look real heavy. They look really heavy. And I think about what it must take to hold on to a shield like that. It might feel kind of heavy and your hands might get a little tired, you know, but it's it's such a strong like piece that is protecting you. I also think about like the helmet of salvation. I remember years and years ago talking with sweet Judy Slaughter, and she just talked about how you've got the shield and it's protecting the fiery darts. But she's like, if you actually study those kind of helmets, she's like, those helmets, they would have covered your ears. So those words that you might be hearing, they are kind of distorting what you're thinking. The helmet would block that. So if we're, you know, being able to put that on, she's like, even that is protecting your heart and your mind. And as you just go through those different parts, all those different attacks that could be happening, all, and I love that you're giving the example, like his shield's going to be heavy. I'm sure the sword was probably pretty heavy too. You know, like every piece is heavy duty. It's not something that's light and yet it's needed for battle. Just a couple other scriptures I want to uh, read just to, I always think it's good for you guys to just hear some of these words again. They might be new to you. They might be ones you've heard a million times. But as we talk about courage and encouragement, and I, we just keep coming back to this word strengthen, but I, I came across this passage in Daniel 10 that I loved. And it was, this is the, the angel of the Lord does this to Daniel, but he says an interesting word. He says, and again, having the appearance of a man, he touched me and he strengthened me. And he said, O man greatly loved, fear not, and peace be with you. Be strong and of good courage. And then Daniel says that, and as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak for you have strengthened me. And I love this reminder for so many reasons. But do you hear what's happening here? I mean, he's physically even strengthening him. It, it actually, his, his body feels strengthened by what is done. But he's, the words that is spoken, he says, peace be with you and be strong and of good courage. I love that the first thing he starts with is peace. How often we don't feel at peace. You know, if we're searching for encouragement, it's usually because there is definitely a disturbance in the force, you know, we're feeling like something is not going well. And, and the thing that is awry is our peace. I love in the New Testament in John where Jesus says, I am your peace, you know, and just focusing on who Jesus is, again, takes that focus off of ourselves, puts it on to who Jesus is, but we're told to have peace. We're told to know that we are loved Oh, let's stop at that one again, too. I mean, it, how cool is this that he reminds Daniel that he's loved? What an encouragement that is, that in whatever situation that you're in, sometimes we just need to hear how deeply the Lord really loves us. 
it's one of those we fly over because, you know, everybody has known the the song of Jesus Loves Me since they were tiny, tiny. So it, it kind of loses its punch sometimes. But that is a powerful statement that we are loved. Second Thessalonians 2.16 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. It's nothing that we did, you know, like, and you hear those, it's some of the buzzwords, like we want comfort, you know, and we want hope and those different things. But this is real comfort and real hope and real love that comes straight from the Father through the Lord. And this is all the stuff with the staying power. You know, we can temporarily fix a situation, but that's not what the word offers us. The word offers us the real thing, you know, not the temporary fix, but what's actually the real deal. And that is definitely the real encouragement. I also love 2 Corinthians 5, 6 and 8. It says, so we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. I love that last part reminding us that while we're here on this earth, it's just tough. We're in the body. Things are going to fall apart. Knees are going to hurt. It's just a constant reminder that we are away from the Lord. I don't know. It feels like this verse feels like a little bit of a a splash of reality of like, nope, you're not living in bliss. Like this earth is hard and it is. This is reality because it's it's away from the Lord. So it's not meant to be great. So it isn't that our words of encouragement need to paint this picture of something that is not real. Right. This earth is hard. You're going to have illnesses. You're going to have things that are very, very difficult to go through. But let that be a reminder when we go through those things that it's just that we're away from the Lord. So this shouldn't be surprising. But that is also, I think, encouragement to us to hear just a little bit of that reality. But it says we're still of good courage in this. So, Becca, I had asked you, you know, when we started this podcast, if you were to kind of sum up good encouragement and what it should look like, what would that be? So why don't you give us those things that that you were thinking through? I was just thinking about how it's God. It's God that he's the one that he encourages. And I kind of see him in three different areas that he encourages us. I see him with encouragement in his word. I see him having encouragement through his Holy Spirit. And then I see the encouragement that he uses with others, whether their words or their actions. And just a couple verses on this, you know, how he encourages us in his word. You gals know this, but just be reminded, Proverbs 35 says, it says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Don't forget that these words that you're speaking of encouragement to yourself or encouragement to a friend, they are true. If you're speaking God's word, these words are true and they are a shield and they're a refuge. John 16, also says, it says, I have said these things to you, and this is Jesus talking, that in me, you may have peace. That was what I was referencing earlier. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We can give people encouragement through the word by showing people Jesus. We've been going through Psalm 119 again as a team and restudying and tons of other gals have been doing it this summer. And I've just loved that reminder again, bringing it back to the word. It's about the word, about the word. But in verse 28, it says, my soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Like that's the, it's according to his word, not to according to our circumstances. It's not according to what I think is best, but strengthen, you know, and encourage according to his word. I also just want to say, too, because sometimes I think gals can hear this and maybe you feel like you have been in a season where it just feels really dry to you. And maybe you feel like you are reading the word, but you're not seeing 
the things Becca and Amy are talking about right now. You know, you're like, I'm not feeling it, dare I use that word, you know? And I get that. I think we've all been in those seasons. And if that's where you're at, here's what I wanted, my word of encouragement to you on that one. Keep reading. Just keep reading the word. And don't be concerned that the feeling isn't there, that you don't feel that peace right there. Because like I just read that verse from Proverbs chapter 30 that says that his word is true. It is true. It is true. It is true. (laughs) Every scripture that we've read in this podcast is absolutely true. So if that's the case, if it's true, and it is, you can be sure that the promises that are within this of God's word being a shield for us, of God's word strengthening us and giving us courage, all of these things that's going to happen. But it doesn't mean the word of God is not meant to be something that there's, it's it's not a genie that you just, you know, open up and you read this, this scripture five times and it's a quick fix and you got it. That's not what it is either. I still have an image in my mind from a pastor from when I was growing up. He gave, he loved to give sports analogies. He wasn't a sports guy. He was actually like a surfer guy, but he gave lots of different sports analogies. And he said, if the word is dry, wet it was wet. And it was like, what does that even mean? And he said, it's kind of like fourth quarter basketball game. You're down. You're not really seeing how there's any way you could pull it up. You're tired. You're worn out. But you just continue to put in the effort. And you just push till the end, until that buzzer goes off. And for us in this life, the buzzer is when we get to go to heaven. And so, you know, we may be tired. We may be down and out. And yet we can continue to put in the effort to just open the word and get in there. And it's there's times that you're not going to, you know, you're going to be like, that fell flat. Well, I read it. Now what? But I love how even Pastor Brett says it's like a ticking time bomb. There's scriptures you're going to read that maybe you don't understand. Maybe it didn't have a big impact, but you've read it and it's in your heart and your mind. And at some point, it's just going to go off. And then it makes connections. And then all of a sudden you're encouraged by something maybe you read, you know, long ago, or maybe it was something earlier in the morning that you didn't know. But then it becomes that encouragement. So, yeah, that was the first one you gave us that uh, we are encouraged by God's word itself. And then the his Holy Spirit. Um, I love John 14, 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. We've actually referenced that scripture a couple of times, but not given where it was found. But the way that the Holy Spirit is described by Jesus there, and he calls him a helper. What a sweet, everybody gets what a helper is, you know, and the Holy Spirit wants to help you. He wants to help us. And that is an encouragement right there. When you're, you know, you've got a big, well, obviously we've done lots of different weddings and those different things and coordinating a wedding, doing it on your own, it's one thing. But when you've got a helper alongside of you and you're trying to get a bride and bridesmaids and groomsmen queued up at all the same time with no awkward pauses, folks, and with, you know, trying to get doors open, all those different things. To have a helper alongside in that craziness, it's great. And that's just such a minuscule little thing compared to who the helper is because the Holy Spirit, he's that connection for us. You know, he knows who we are. The Lord knows who we are. He created us. He knows the exact help we need. While you might know your coordinator friend real well, know what they're thinking, the Holy Spirit actually is right there with you in a whole way. And don't forget, the Holy Spirit is not like a tack on of the Trinity. He is a part of the triune God. And that is a profound thing. Helper is not like a secondary or a less than term. He is part of 
the Godhead. And and I, we need to remember that. I love that in Romans 8, 26, it reminds us this about the Holy Spirit and says that likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And that was just like what you were saying, Becca, that sometimes we don't even know what to pray. I mean, man, I, I can think of seasons in my life where you've just kind of laid there in that bed and gone, I don't even know where to start, you know. But turning your eyes on the Lord, asking the Lord, just intercede. That's what the Holy Spirit does right here. And I love that we have that advocate and that helper in the Holy Spirit in this. The last one that you had mentioned, you know, we have encouragement through the word, encouragement, uh, the Holy Spirit, and then also by others, words and actions and what that can look like. I think it's interesting because sometimes my first need, like knee-jerk reaction with that is like, oh, it's got to be those friends that are speaking in. But sometimes it's you can take that step back and actually realize it could be something else where like maybe it's just through the teacher that you're listening to right then, whether that's your pastor or whether it's in another teaching, maybe it's an encouraging podcast like the devoted one that the Lord just uses someone that's sharing in the word to encourage that way. It's just coming from another place. While we would all love to always have that friend alongside us that could be the one to help encourage us or have the perfect word or send the perfect text, you know, those different things. Sometimes that's not the seasons we're in, or sometimes that's just not how the Lord's moving right then. But you can, and sometimes it's even in those random conversations in the grocery store where it's like someone brings up something, maybe they don't even point you necessarily to scripture, but you walk away from that going, okay, Lord, that was you. And that's those encouragements of just seeing him, you know, encouraging your heart. So this has been a lot of scripture, a lot of things on encouragement. I want to leave us with one final scripture because this is something that Paul tells the Thessalonian church on specifically on encouragement. And he says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, he says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And, you know, you know, Paul is giving this word to the Thessalonians, commending them for how they are encouraging one another to continue on keep plugging away. You know, it's Paul's word of encouragement right here to be steadfast in the things that that you are doing, that you should be doing and keep going in there. But also in Thessalonians, it talks a lot about the days that we're living in. And you can read these New Testament passages and you can see the days that we live in now. And there, these are some dark times and nobody turns on their news and sees awesome news these days. I mean, it's just all often just feels like a reminder of like, oh my goodness, Lord, what's going on, you know? But Pastor Brett says often, he says, things are not falling apart, they are falling into place. And when I hear that phrase, I think of these words in First Thessalonians of encouraging one another and building one another up, just as you are doing right now, right now, in these days, even in the worst of possible news on the outside world, or maybe it's the worst of possible news within the four walls of your home. But continue to encourage and build one another up, not as the world would have you kind of prop each other up with kind of a superficial, like you can do this trite saying, but true encouragement, truly strengthening someone in the word by the Holy Spirit and letting us just be those hands and feet of Jesus to other people. Encourage one another just as you continue to do that. So Becca, do you have anything else on this? I could talk about this forever. I'm telling you. So again, I'm just going to give you guys an invitation one more time. Please make sure you go introduce yourself to Becca. Really do. 
I would absolutely love it. We love that, first of all. But um, Becca truly is, for me, such a blessing of such an encouragement warrior. If there could be an encouragement warrior, that would be what you have been in my life personally, work life, all of the things. So I knew there was no better person than to have on an encouragement podcast than Becca. So thank you for doing this with me. That's humbling. Thank you. All right, guys, that is encouragement. We're going to put all of these uh, scriptures and maybe a couple extra because I did write a couple extra down that I did not read. So I'm going to always check those show notes if you just want to get the scriptures and write them down. That can be such a great way just to encourage your own heart just by actually making yourself write with a pen and paper and write out scripture. It can be really encouraging. So, all right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of AV Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at avcreek.com.